Last week on Glee Boot, uh, Rachel did a terrible audition, complained about not getting her first acting job that she had like one audition for while she's still in school. Um, she also got her first real job um, and said she was a working actress. Um, Kurt and Blaine got engaged and uh, they heaped more indignity upon Tina, who was only looking out for Artie, who Kitty was embarrassed to date. And that's what you missed on Hell. I mean, Glee Boot. Glee Boot. <laughs> um, yeah. So the really crazy thing that I cannot believe I forgot to mention last week was that when they're singing Help, Blaine is wearing a bright green shirt and like brown corduroy pants. He literally looks like Shaggy. And I cannot believe I didn't spend 15 minutes talking about that. But I guess there was a lot. There was so much yellow we had to talk about that yeah. we forgot about the green. Um, and then Alyssa made an excellent point. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I kind of get it. But the fact that he just switches characters from the same TV show kind of isn't that big of a deal to me. Because most of the time, he looks like Fred. So I, and then I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Fred Jones is Blaine's fashion icon. I'm pretty sure he's worn an ascot to school before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um so quick recap uh of life. I hate watching Glee now, it feels very hollow. I think because as the season Finn dies, so like everyone is just struggling and you can feel it. Um, yeah. I had a dream that Zendaya and the cast of Euphoria, a show I do not watch, were bullying me. Uh, <laughs> they're throwing rocks at me while I was riding my bike. Okay, but was it the what? characters or was it the actors? <laughs> it was like, it was Zendaya and like just generic kind of faceless people. And I, like, you know how in Dream Logic you're just like, yeah, this is the cast of Euphoria. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, they're rebranding the M&M's in a rebrand no one asked for but everyone is so mad about it's hi and then the thing is that like Colin first introduced me to this thing that's happening in the world apparently by being like hey look at this Facebook post of a friend that we had way back when and I was like what is going on this person is not well, but also what is going on? Then instantly my Tumblr feed, Google, when I go to search something flooded with shit about M&Ms. And I was like, why? Why? I'm not aware of this. What's happening? So Mars Spars, a company that may or may not use child labor to make their products and refuse to let their employees unionize, is designed to be more progressive by uh, making the green M&M wear sneakers instead of go-go boots, lowering the heels of the brown M&M, making sure the green and the brown M&M support each other, making sure the red M&M is less bossy. And making sure, that, making sure M&M, that their dialogue passes the Bechdel test. Making, and making sure that the orange M&M embraces his anxiety in an attempt to reach out to Gen Z, the most anxious generation. And I'm not making out that they said that. Yeah, and listen, I feel like changing shoes is not a big deal. Uh, you know, it's, I just, I don't know. But I guess like 
there is a lot of merit to making fun of the fact that they're like doing this to like hit a new target demographic for M&Ms and that is just bananas to me and that uh, this is their approach and then they're so brazen about it uh and Tucker Carlson I think my sibling said this to me had did a piece on it and it said miserable non-binary candy is all we deserve it <laughs> is oh it's you listed off all of the words of the M&M's like you know them by heart. Like, what is with that? Why do you know the M&M's? Because going? I read the article. He does now because of the article. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew, knew the that... basic one. The The blue one is like sleepy-ish, I think. And the yellow one is goofy. No idea. The orange one is anxious. I had no idea. The brown M&M is a, a girl. I, I knew she green. was a girl boss. <laughs> With really high heels. And I knew the green one, but wasn't a couple years ago, they're like, either it was fan fiction or like people on the internet were just like, yes, they're dating. These two M&Ms, these inanimate objects turned into anthropomorphic creatures are dating. They are lesbians. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just so glad that we got an update in M&M news. <laughs> yeah. I was really... Yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know what to say <laughs> um but yeah so that's what's going on in the world um but let's talk about oh this barf show um welcome back to glee boot the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting glee one upset at a time and oh boy with has the quality decreased from even season four yes I... i'm cullen <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> And I'm Hannah, and th- now our podcast is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest, uh, an LA actor uh, and writer, Eric Chang. Hi, thank you so much for um, letting me join in. Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't want to like come in and say anything because I, I know that was like, before before yeah. tell in, us but... your what are your opinions about the MS? <laughs> well i just i actually didn't know that's what it was i thought i thought it was like kind of like that i had only seen this the news about the green one where i was like oh like because i had i have not known any of the personalities of any of the MS. i thought colin was totally reading off of something but i guess he just <laughs> Memorized all that. Committed to memory now. Yeah, I, mean, I write Eminem fanfiction. Yeah, I didn't like. I totally knew that the green one had like the glasses and the high heels, which I guess is not true anymore. But like, I didn't know that that's what was happening, and that there's like this rebrand. And I didn't know that like there needed to be a new target market or target demographic for Eminem's. I kind of just like, <laughs> and like that that's the way that they're doing it. It's all performance, right? With all these companies yeah. now. It's, but it's it's funny. Like, this is actually hilarious. Performance marketing. Performance marketing, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for letting me come on board. I mean, and giving me a reason to watch an episode of Glee from season five. It's been so long that I've watched Glee, especially long since I've seen anything from seasons four, five, and six. So um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you've you've watched Glee before. So what is like your story with the show? My, oh my god, my star. I mean, like, I just feel like it's also funny that you mentioned Euphoria too, because I once during one of my internships, the first time I was in LA, heard that someone was like, "Oh yeah, like they're saying that Euphoria is like the new Glee, like it's the Glee of this generation." And I was like, "That's terrible." Like <laughs> we had 
Like even Glee was a little bit past cutting edge and a little mm -hmm. too provocative in some ways and I feel like maybe I should have seen when I was like 12, 13, 14. But like for that to be enforced onto euphoria, it's I don't know what I would do if I were a high schooler watching that show now. I'd probably be like confused as to what's good and bad or like, you know, like <laughs> everything looks cool everything looks fun but i don't really know <laughs> yeah but um i started watching glee probably because my older sister did i'm gay and my older sister is like four years older than me and so i was really immersed into like culture and like pop music stuff like that probably from her without her even knowing it but i want to say that i really started it when like season two was first coming out so i feel very lucky all that said very fortunate to have like basically grown up or been what I would imagine is like the target demo of the show at the time. Cause it was like, I remember watching it seventh grade through like basically like senior year of high school. Mm. Um, so I feel like I like grew up with that show and I remember watching like skipping like band class. Cause I was watching like season three of them going to nationals and had to know <laughs> and like, and, and like went to the high school for math class in eighth grade with other like three other nerds and we would like li i remember like listening to the rumor has it someone like you um oh. mash up so many times and making a routine from it and really i really feel like i bought into glee so so much probably more than any other show with maybe the exception of how to get away with murder but that was like a totally different thing but i loved it and i definitely didn't like like, I think now, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Like, now looking back, it's like so many things were so problematic and like such an issue. And I definitely got a hint of that now watching this past episode and being like, <laughs> like, that's so horrible. <laughs> but um, I just, yeah, I loved it until I stopped loving it when like season four came around. Basically, right at the end of season three was when I kind of stopped tuning in. I watched some of the Glee project and when all the new like replacements came and that's when it started getting boring and not much more material there. And I just had so much more connection with the original cast members. And I don't really feel like anyone who watched Glee really like started in season four, five, six. Like I don't think anyone had an attachment. <laughs> I for, would like... love to meet those people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I think everyone just knows. That being said though, I mean, I know you said this episode was bad, but like maybe it was just because I got re-immersed into, into it all. But I thought I was like, wow, like I remember so many of these things. I remember the yeast infection commercial vividly. I remember Hey Jude vividly. And I was like, it can't be, it can't simply be the case that all of things, all these things that I remember are like from this one episode. So I guess basically the long story short is like, it's, it's, it's stuck with me for ever. And yeah. I can, I like, for all of its flaws, I can only say like, that's the show that raised me in a lot of ways and like modern family and like, I think it did great things <laughs> for the time. So I'm excited to talk about this episode um, for sure. Sorry, that was me going on like rambling and everything. But. No, no, that was that was great to hear. Um, <laughs> and especially like the earlier seasons, I was just on, I forgot to mention this, I was just on Life's But A Song pod. Um, I don't know when the episode will be released. Um, and we talked about, we did two episodes on season two of Glee, which I mm. think is the best season. And it was so fun talking about like all the songs and the characters and like what was going on back then and now just like being like 
and now look what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm so impressed that you guys kept it up into. I was like, they're on season five. Like, they're really committed to this, and <laughs> it's 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 good. Like, it's all good stuff. We're but similar the days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're like, yeah. can't believe we made it this far. Yeah. Until you get to the end of season six, and then it'll be like a happy time. But like, I there's so many things that you need to get through. I would imagine that is just like a doozy. But season two, yeah. I would agree because I start. I I thought that's just when like there was the right combination of fun and like still good storytelling and still good plot and the stakes were still high and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned that word, uh, stakes. Stakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the writers' room forgot about that word for a while in this episode, especially. <laughs> yeah, this this season has been so meandering, and we're only on episode two. <laughs> yeah. This whole season, but then I was like, it does feel like it's been seven episodes. Um, so did you get a chance to take the BuzzFeed quizzes, Eric? Yeah, I did. I did one of them. I did the one of like, which one are you? Okay, really who cool. are you? So, um, I'm pleased and like disappointed to announce that I'm, um, oh my god, wait, I don't even know the character's name, I only know the actor's name. I'm no, I can do it, I can do it. I'm Diana Agron. I'm, I'm, what, what is Quinn. it? Quinn. I'm Quinn. I'm Quinn. Yeah, I'm Quinn. We get I'm, a lot of Quins here. Yeah, I don't think it's a good thing. Like it was like you're mature and smart and like something. And I was like, I kind of feel like that was all our character was. And sometimes she wasn't smart or insightful. <laughs> but no. yeah. yeah, sometimes she's yeah. trying to steal a baby. Yeah, but she's Diana Agron. She's amazing. So I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. Um, so what are we all drinking today? Okay, I'm drinking well, uh, Samuel Adams cold snap. Mm. Oh, interesting. Is it like ginger snappy? Honestly, it just tastes like Samuel Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, winter, sure. What they didn't like know is they actually put the wrong label on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Boston lager. <laughs> I'm drinking spiked tea. It's oh. delicious. It's so good. Um, I am so it's a pear tea, and I spiked it with like half an ounce of spiced rum and an ounce and a half of triple sec. Wow, very it's nice. Really yummy. Wow. What about you, Eric? Um, okay, so I'm not drinking. I actually didn't know that that was part of this. <laughs> but um, I'm just drinking um, the second remainder of my of iced coffee. And um, I don't know, it's, it's like stupid and very stereotypical. But I made it myself. I made my own cold brew, which is super easy. I don't think people, maybe people do know this. But basically, I just like, cold brew, it, it's just coffee, like ground and coffee sitting with water like overnight, right? I have some, no idea. For, yeah, okay, for me, it is. So for you me, just like you just like soak coffee grounds and totally. water. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like I just put like coffee in a glass jar with water, put it in overnight, and then like filter it, and it's like excellent, excellent coffee. Mm -hmm. And ah. so I think coffee is like a huge scam, but I still get it all the time when I like go to the <laughs> coffee store. Um, but I also put a, I like spiked it with like chocolate milk and milk, so it's like kind oh. of a fake poor mocha <laughs> but yeah it's, but it's good i'm liking it i'm liking it yeah i had a bunch of korean barbecue before this which is why i was like really tired and like drowsy so 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 much so which is i need like a little pick me up 
Um, I'm drinking something I never drink and probably will never drink ever again. I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade, not Ooh. sponsored. Uh, it's pineapple flavored. And honestly, better than the original Mike's Hard Lemonade because I think that tastes nasty. But uh, it's not great. But it's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's glee this episode. It's not great, but it's a show. <laughs> uh so okay so this episode is season five episode two tina in the sky with diamonds which they don't sing lucy in the sky with diamonds thank you i was like hmm, yeah one I was say, that refers to an actual song right Except yeah they don't one that isn't it. in the show <laughs> well you know <laughs> Like, Maybe it could have been, it should have been called Hey Tina, but that wouldn't have been as like right. representative of Beatles of the Beatles. Who yeah. I don't know by oh like I I like I'm not a big Beatles fan, by the way. So this was like some of these numbers I was like like I do it with some. But yeah, like it was yeah, I didn't even know that that was a reference to one of the songs. I mean I, I imagined that it was, but like I couldn't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh I basically felt like I was watching Ryan Murphy bully Jen Ashkowitz. Oh yeah, no, big time. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt too. I was like, this girl better be collecting a good paycheck from this because... Seriously. <laughs> because like, this is... So the first time that she had an episode to herself, or at least one of the other times, is when they're like, oh yeah, she's going to be like Rachel... What she's gonna she, hit she, her head and hits Rachel. her head get turns into rachel and then afterwards it's basically like tina know your place and then this is like more so know your place you deserve uh glee's version of pig's blood dumped on you the, that was Carrie. so weird it was so weird <laughs> i just can't what were they even trying to say? I don't get it. Yeah, because it felt like they were trying to kind of be like, Tina deserves this. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, no one deserves this. No. Uh, again, I really want Tina to sing Maxwell Silverhammer. And I wanted her to go all carry, pull out psychic abilities. Yes. And I was, that's what I was doing. I knew that it wasn't going to happen, but I was like, I'm so ready for Tina to go off. <laughs> Tina in the sky. She could sing was, Tina in the sky with diamonds. and like, Or it could be the fever the dream of Stoner Brett who gets hit in the head with the pail and he could <laughs> see her literally like murdering everyone in the school <laughs> and blowing it up while Tina in the sky with diamonds plays. Yes. Yeah. I yeah I I truly didn't know why they did that like it was a reference it was like an homage to something that had nothing to do I feel like yeah, with this show no. but it was like cool and it was like funny and it was weird but I was kind of like for for like a show that's like themed for an episode that's themed Beatles like why are they then also like going down this classic horror. Yeah. Like people, but I thought it was like I I feel like in that and in so many ways Glee like introduced me to the concept of camp before I even knew what it was. Like now when I look back at it this time I was kind of like wow, that was it's so like taking it all like yeah. the stupidity and the absurdity and the unnecessary like elements of it and being like wow, I mean, I guess that was an intentional decision somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is this episode was 
so weird. And <laughs> like quickly, I briefly looked at the critical reception part on Wikipedia. Apparently a lot of people thought it was great, like critics did. And I was like, who are these people? Who are these crazy people? And how can I have their job? Because I obviously <laughs> have <better taste>. Well, <laughs> um, I, I will actually, I'll push back a little bit because it's probably because I just haven't seen like what was before this or have not watched Glean so long. But I thought overall this episode was like, I, I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't like a waste of time for me. It, it made me like remember what I like about Glee. And I did like seeing Tina like be the main character in this, even though like it was kind of, you know, brushed off after. <laughs> But um, I like almost cried. <laughs> like I was actually watching the second half of this like on the bus and I almost cried when Hey Jude started and a part of it was like the nostalgia and I remembered it, but I was like, this is like such a moment for her. Um, so I would, overall, I would give this like a seven out of 10. Whereas I, there was, there were some Glee episodes I would have given like a four. I thought this one was like worth my time personally. Wait, the right. lowest you go is a four? I would probably go lower than that. Like, I, okay. yeah, I probably would. But it's just that I don't even remember those episodes. Like, yeah. Gotcha. This yeah. one, I was just kind of like, you know what? There were parts of this that I, that were important to the story, kind of, a little bit. And, like, had some of the classic moments that I would remember um, from this show. I'm glad that we have fresh eyes. Because, honestly, yeah, I think that's what if it we is. didn't, in this episode, just be like, this sucks. All right. Well, you can find Cleboot on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Is, I'm getting vibes of uh, when we did a funeral and like Katie cried and was talking about how good it was. And we were all just like, oh, I hated this. <laughs> it was interesting, yeah. though. They kind of remember last episode, we were talking about how we wanted Tina to go to prom with a group of yeah they listened girls. to us so they did end up doing some of the things we talked about but in a way i just really wish that it was executed better yeah before we get into the storylines i just want to uh tell the audience that uh hannah in grad school did a presentation on carrie and had some title of why whoever this director is is afraid of teenage girls yes <laughs> and i would pause it was why i in this class i wasn't i just heard about it was i uh, in that class you were Alyssa. but honestly i'm not offended that you didn't remember it uh anyone who gets offended that i don't remember something <laughs> yeah like pick a different just, battle like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, reevaluate. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah no i did um and I stand by that to this day. I would argue that the writers of Glee and Ryan Murphy are also slightly afraid of teenage girls, um, or at least have no idea what they're like. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's the whole crux of fear, isn't it? The unknown. The unknown. Yeah. yeah. Into the that's unknown. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because maybe just because my prom didn't have prom court, but like every time they're like obsessed with being prom queen, like Quinn obsessed with prom queens and Tana obsessed with prom queens. How did Tina even get nominated? That's yeah. just a logical question. Yeah, oh. Tina suddenly is obsessed with prom queen. I'm like, you don't give a shit about this, what? And then like when Ray give Rachel prom queen, I'm like, Rachel never wanted to be prom queen. No. Yeah, it's almost like suddenly prom queen is 
a thing that everyone wants when it's not yeah and sam wanted prom king yeah i don't get it which i I, like to me makes more sense than tina wanting prom queen because tina's always been kind of like alternative and like yeah Okay. Wait. The way that I, I could go on. Her go the second of first season is yes. Yeah. That is how she was. That's how I like her. That's how I prefer Tina. I miss goth I think, Tina. Yeah. Third <laughs> and fourth season Tina. Probably mostly just fourth season Tina because it's after Rachel graduates. Yes. She, three, she's like transitioning. Yeah. yeah. And she's much less of an alternative type of character. And more just obsessed with being popular for some reason except she's not, like, it's not really popularity it's like she wants blaine to fuck her it's i don't know <laughs> she does tina she that messy bitch <laughs> tina, that oh messy yeah before that was before this yeah she was in love with blaine and then during diva this. week he was sick and while he was passed out she straddled him unbuttoned his shirt and rubbed vapor rub on his chest and it was weird it was shot very sensually well, this, wasn't, this wasn't tina this was will schuster right <laughs> or no i thought this happened so, so Rachel ha- yes so no will, will schuster that happened to him but I think ex-wife. consensually. That was consensual. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was Remember awake. what was it? Baby wants soup. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby likes his soup. Don't bring that back. <laughs> but yeah, no. Then they recycled that and put a, a really rapey twist on it. Oh God, I had no idea about that. Whoa. That would be an episode, honestly, to go back and watch. It is kind of yeah. crazy. They do, like they they do some really kind of mean things to Tina's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not great. <laughs> for me, growing up, like I I always just thought that Tina and Mike Chang were just like sideline characters, and I almost forgot the fact that they were like they were both. Uh, Tina was an original original, and then Mike yeah. was kind of like a secondary original right but like for me i just always it was for me it was like always a given at the time that like the asian characters just like weren't didn't really have storylines didn't really have strong characters i never really thought tina had like a strong character they never knew what to do with tina yeah yeah. so it was just it was like typical i feel like what representation would be at the time and you could argue like still kind of goes now where it's like it's actually really really cool and looking back feels very monumental that like she was a character but like there was never really that much but that's probably why i like this a little bit this episode more than you guys too because it was just like a self-contained thing where i forgot tina's storyline or the lack thereof such that like this story by itself was like oh yeah tina's not popular she wants to be like the part where she was like i just wanted to be that girl for a night and blah 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 like it was super cheesy but like in this tiny thing that i saw which was like its own thing like i bought that and i was personally driven by that but then i also felt the exact same way which was like i don't think she really cares about prom queen i don't really think people really care about prom queen but it just felt like the state that had to be the case like that had to be a given and then if if we were on board then we could like maybe relate to her a little bit right yeah i mean i do think it was very relatable when she was like i just want to be that girl and that (laughs) like that whole like kind of unattainable like i just want to be easy breezy beautiful like popular like and so cover girl girl, yeah (laughs) um so just like so prom queen as a symbol for that 
I guess it does make some sense. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, let's, before you yeah. tell, we have so much to say about Tina, let's quickly breeze through New York. Um, yeah, that'll be quick. <laughs> uh, so Rachel working at the diner um, and she is going through magazines looking for roles that she backstage can get. magazine backstage. hot off the presses <laughs> yeah um and because she's like i'm not gonna let this tear me down and then uh santana is sharing flirty glances with demi lovato who i didn't realize was gonna be in this season i thought their character oh, ends up showing oh. up that's demi lovato okay yeah but to be fair they look really different in this season because like i never knew demi lovato to look like that i guess like i just didn't follow them very closely but like it was just so crazy i was like i could have sworn this was all gonna be season six and i had plenty of time to mentally prepare for it but nope. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong like i didn't have any problem with them being there but it was just kind of like, okay, this is happening. Uh, in the Glee boot, if I was running it, so there would be a callback to the Camp Rock. She's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would make Demi Lovato say that line. And they would be like, don't make me do this. I'd be like, no, 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 you are. Yeah, you are. It, just yeah. be like, do it for the meme. <laughs> do it for the meme. If Miranda Cosgrove can recreate the interesting meme. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a really good play. I think that would have been a really good play. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Santana and I think the character's name is Danny. Danny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Danny. Uh, Danny Lovato. Um, not, not yeah, they changed two letters. <laughs> they really put a lot of thought into that. Uh, and uh, Rachel is like, oh, you guys are sharing energy and you need to be together. And then Santana is like, actually, I booked my first commercial. I got my first gig. I was in a Eustacet commercial. And then we see this great clip that is a highlight of the episode of her in the yeast totally. commercial. Like, there's even her running around with like a pink ribbon, like the ribbon. In those commercials. and her like vacant expression, but she's still smiling. I was like, that is like legit what a commercial is. It's so, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> like, this where is, is Naya Rivera's Emmy? Seriously, yeah. though. No, that was that specific part was something that I remember where I was when I well, it was just in my family room. So it's actually not like but I remember I remember replaying that specific part so 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 many times and like watching it maybe with I think with my friends. Like that entire thing I remember. And I think that this watching it again and being like, wow, that actually was like excellent comedy. Like yes. on Naya Rivera's part, on the writing, like I feel like sometimes we forget that Glee is purely like a very well done comedy in some ways. In a lot of ways it's not. In a lot of ways it's a very outdated and very bad. But like that specific part, it just brought me back. I was like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't, like I totally forgot that this thing was something that I cared so deeply about. Like I quoted that 
a lot i feel like yeah um, i mean the ending line of the commercial is i like yeast in my bagel but not, but in, my not in my muffin <laughs> i was like oh, really taking a bite I love of that. like a plain like just like untoasted <laughs> bagel just like yeah like people do yeah it was that was good and then rachel's like oh my god she's like I, i'm so happy for you and then uh, <laughs> yeah she like gives a super fake smile um uh I'm getting the order of everything happens mixed up. Kurt gets a job there too. Oh my God. That, okay. He says he's there because Vogue.com doesn't pay. I'm like, okay, so wait, you have full-time school, part-time unpaid internship, and I have a part-time job. you just show up whenever you want. Yeah. And a part-time job. Like you don't have any time. Like what is, anyway, but that happened. Um, yeah, but like Rachel like pieces out after after the yeast infection commercial because she wants to like force Santana to talk to Danny more because mm. she was like it was actually kind of cute because Rachel's like, oh my god, you're scared. It's so mm. cute when you're scared. <laughs> and I was just like, it is kind of interesting how like the Rachel Santana relationship is. Like they're not being horrible to each other so i guess that was refreshing um and now i feel like given what we know at post show like for me it was very hard to not separate them from um leah michelle and naya rivera yeah. yeah and for me it was almost like touching like i was like i know this is all a show but just to see <laughs> leah michelle be nice to naya rivera i'm like this habit just feels like in terms of the zeitgeist and like in pop yeah. culture to be like you know it's a nice thing and r.i.p naya rivera it's also like very jarring to watch this show like yeah um, this is the first time i've seen this episode yeah, yeah. So, yeah um but then they obviously like worked backwards for um the beatles song that they input here um they chose mm -hmm. here comes the sun <laughs> and the scene is them watching the sunrise yeah. and it was like i hate you guys this is so bad this is terrible writing okay yes but i think that that song like the glee in the, the entire episode the cover is the best of them like i think i wanted to skip through all most of the performances but like hearing like demi lovato and nye rivera's rendition of this song was fantastic no, I agree. Like, was, yeah. It yeah, was really sure. good. And like, yeah, it was dumb that it was like, I just like to watch the sunrise. But <laughs> yeah, like, I for, didn't even realize that actually. Yeah. But like, their performances were really good. They were looking at each other really sweetly and they're like walking together. And it was nice to like give Santana the sweet, vulnerable moment. Mm -hmm. um, and like, yeah, I, so I was, yeah, I was like, this is nice. This is cute. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is cute. Like, we'll get to see this this sort of like budding relationship develop over like a few episodes. Nope. But then <laughs> they, they went, <laughs> okay. I get that there is this idea that lesbians just move so fast, but also like, this is bananas, right? That like by the end of the episode, they say that they're, they're girlfriends. girlfriends. I was like, yep. what? Yep. Santana. For, for for much of the episode to be about her being afraid to talk to her, it was very jarring for her yeah. to be like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. I was like, oh, like, you have a girlfriend? You, not Demi Lovato's character, right? Because that would make no sense. 
boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Danny's then back. Danny was saying like, oh, have you, or Santana was like, yeah, I had a girlfriend and like a couple college flings. But like never like I've never dated a lesbian before, and Danny's like you deserve a sapphic goddess. A hundred, which I had to Google. <laughs> I had to Google what that meant, by the way, which is just a testament to how not with it I am. But I was like sapphic goddess. Like why was that a cheeky statement? And I was like, oh, a lesbian. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, and then when Santana is like, I have a girlfriend who I don't have to worry about straying for dick. And I'm like, <laughs> why does Glee hate bi people so much? <laughs> it's, yeah, because there's also like a little line Santana says earlier when, when she's talking to Danny. I don't quite remember what it was, but it's sort of biphobic. But then this was just straight up like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I had a friend who on like Bi Awareness Day was in like a march in West Hollywood and like like gay people were like flipping them off. Uh, and I blame Glee. I blame Ryan Glee Murphy. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Ryan Murphy emailed all those people and asked them. He emailed all the gay. <laughs> he, he, he did, did the group He did a blind that. carbon copy of BCC all the gays. <laughs> all the gays of Hollywood. I kind of think what I like looking at this show i actually think what the solution would have been would have actually have just been to make fewer of the characters queer <laughs> because <laughs> like like really the really this just arose when it was like i think like season four or five right when like everyone everyone was gay or like everyone was queer <laughs> it was actually like you know i kind of think you're just like putting a lot on your plate by making santana also and Britney and all, I mean, that was like earlier on too, but I actually think the problem could have been solved if they maybe distilled it a little bit more instead of being like, everyone, everyone, you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it, it was a lot, especially like, or like back then and even still now, like people don't understand people who are bisexual and how that works. And it's not like, you know, there's a lot of distrust kind of similarly we talked about like the distrust of trans people as well so like i i kind of agree in that sentiment that like they put so many different identities into their show which is great but they're not really doing them service by <laughs> doing it correctly <laughs> and giving a little bit more breathing room to to let the audience get invested in who these people are and that aspect of them but uh yeah. Which you know, they take tiny jabs at to... by people instead yeah it could even boil down to glee kind of has too many characters especially right now mm. yeah yeah so many that i just don't care about yes yeah yes <laughs> like remember when marley was supposed to be the lead <laughs> i was i i thought that during this episode too because she was a little bit hard to watch in their prom like their quad whatever number because she was taking up so much space and she was jumping around and doing like a lot of like, like yeah i was like she's supposed to be the new rachel i totally forgot about that because frankly she's just very like boring to, and like not yeah. that fun <laughs> yeah. to watch and it also just made me remember like because i actually bled into like the beginning of the next episode so i won't talk too much about it but when they sing seasons of love together i was like oh yeah i completely forgot the detail that they literally just made carbon copies of the same characters but different people and less interesting and thought that that was going to be something that was going to compel us more yep. like kitty 
you know who I'm talking about. Like, yeah, all yeah. four of them. <laughs> All four of them were like just kind of more boring versions of like characters that already existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we still and- don't know why Ryder is still there, even though he in says he was leaving. finale, he's like, peace. Oh. I forgot then- that that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh- there is, I think, a joke later on that Rachel doesn't know Ryder's name and they'll give her shit for it. And I'm kind of like, I barely know Ryder's name. I'm watching this I, show. Yeah, no. <laughs> I literally wrote like a note, I think, about like, why is he still here? And I literally was like, wait, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh my gosh. Um, meanwhile, there's like Cassandra July, the Kate Hudson of how uh, this guy in 10 days um asked uh that asked rachel to volunteer she's not in this but uh she asked people to volunteer for piano tuning so, oh i thought it was carmen thibodeau oh why did i think she said cassandra july because know. they're in cassandra july's classroom okay she 100%. said carmen thibodeau yeah but they're definitely Whoopi Goldberg. yeah something Colin didn't remember. <laughs> um and then uh he's like Kurt's uh Kurt's talking to Rachel and she's like yeah Santana cut that commercial I'm really happy for her and Kurt's like the Rachel I know wouldn't be happy for her friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like that was so weird <laughs> but I mean he's not wrong he's not yeah, wrong that, yeah and that was actually a pretty like I I found that part to actually be pretty interesting and kind of fun when she then does get the part (laughs) like they kind of set up all of these things and like so much like failure and to not give up and to do the two years no matter what and then and then she gets it because i actually do think that that's how it is sometimes like and and when i saw them come together and like hug her when when satan was like oh you got the part that was actually like very fun to watch to me because very often like it's like that jealousy and like mm-hmm. the, you know. So I was like, oh, I actually kind of like that they didn't make Santana like annoyed that she then got it. Like they're trying to be good friends. They know that Rachel's kind of a diva and like is, you know, mad that she didn't get her first thing. But like, it was nice to see them all coalesce again. I was like, okay, all right. Inter- cool choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they sing uh, Get Back because to get back her mojo. Uh, Which is to be, I guess, to not be happy for her friends when they become successful in life. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a confusing message. Um, also, I just got to say, guys, I broke my new year, new season did you uh, resolution. Forward? I did. I heard the first five seconds and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I like, literally like, do not, like, I blocked it out. I was like, I remember at the beginning. And then I was just like, oh, this is so boring. I've seen them roll around on a piano before at this point. But have you seen them roll around on four pianos? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> there you go. They took the formula and added more of it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So then they're talking like they make their pact that no matter what, they're going to stay there for two years. Um, and then... Rachel's like, this is so exciting. This is like season one of Smash. <laughs> I I was prepared for this line. Cullen did tell me this morning, and I'm glad. But I still <laughs> literally, this is a sound I made. I went, oh. 
like it hurt like i felt like i'd been punched in the gut but then i started thinking what how does that like season one of smash because cullen and i are the smash connoisseurs i guess yeah uh, so yeah, can you can you talk more about that why why did you react that way as someone who doesn't know smash i think i know the premise of it but i don't know oh much. you know part of Stay me wants wants <laughs> you to put yourself through it but then another part of me is like i've done it i don't want you to do that but basically smash is a show about the making of a musical and then yes. season two is the making of two different musicals uh, but, and it's really the origin of this podcast because Hannah, yes. Hannah and I used to get drunk and watch Smash together. Mm. And then Hannah was like, we went through all this and we should have made a podcast. So we, we did write an absurdly long blog post about Smash. <laughs> it's like 30,000 words. <laughs> um, I love that. Oh, wow. But uh, I, even now, I because my thesis was Glee is better than Smash. Um, and even now in the dregs, I'm like, it's better. It's more culturally relevant. Even now there are three characters I care about. When Smash at the most, I only cared about two. Karen Cartwright, Eileen, and maybe sometimes Leslie Odom Jr. This Mm. season of Glee coincides, I think, with the first season, right? Like, wouldn't technically Smash be airing at the same time or would it be? Smash was airing at the same time of season four. Hmm. I think. Oh, okay. So this would be. Oh yeah, Wait. no. So because no, because season two they only had two seasons, and I think that was done like 2013. Yeah. So I think. When did Smash air? So so this would have been this would have been consistent with timing that Rachel had seen yeah. Smash so season like, one. Yeah. <laughs> a year yeah. ago. A but year ago. But the thing is about the content of Smash season one is that Cullen and I talked a little bit about it over text, like very, very briefly. I was like, I don't know anything that happened in season one that connects to this situation <laughs> at all, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Cullen's... it just that they're musical? Like they're in a musical? I was like, maybe. That's what I figured. I was like, or maybe she sees herself as Karen Cartwright and I was like, honey, you are an Ivy through and through. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but it, it punched me in the gut because it was it was mine and Cullen's two worlds colliding and we <laughs> okay. never knew it was going to happen. I and see. then here it is. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. Because Karen was a waitress. Um, but uh-huh. the second season had them spending a lot of time in a bar. And so it, yeah, oh well. Um, anyways... <laughs> She sees, uh, I want to call him Carlisle Cullen. What, who is he? Carlisle Cullen. I don't know yeah. his name. Director guy. Director guy. She sees him and he's like, do you sell whole cakes? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I can do that. She even, I'm imagining her Kristen Wiig pulling her hair back. I don't think she does. <laughs> but like it had that energy. And then. What uh, diner sells whole cakes? I some do. I'm mostly pies. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe I think they should have been, she should have, this was a golden opportunity for him to be like trying to tell her and they just don't have cakes. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Oh, please, that would have been great. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> wish that would have happened. some comedy there. <laughs> she could have been like, we have pies. And he would have like, <laughs> fuck it. You just, you got the part. Okay. <laughs> I want in the Glee boot, they could cover a waitress song. Oh, that would be good. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, he's like, can you write on it? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She is like, <laughs> I'm, I can be late in the show. Um, 
and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, right. Rachel Berry, you are Fanny Bright. Or something <laughs> like that. Congratulations. Yeah. And then she's like... <laughs> and she starts screaming in the middle of this restaurant during her shift. <laughs> she's like, really? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing, the thing about this part that really got me was like, well, okay, I didn't see the episode before this, but it does seem to be the case that they just like, she went on, they cut her off after all of like 20 seconds. Right? What do you mean? Like in, in her audition. Oh, um, well, no, she auditioned see, like, a few times. Even yeah. last Got season. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Never last episode was the final callback, right? Right. Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, forget what I said. Because all I got was like, the, he just like, that's, I only got the final callback part. I saw this in the reboot, or the recap. Forget oh, what I said. Okay. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. <laughs> for me, it was just very, it was crazy that I was like, oh, they gave her the part after seeing her for like, but I think you're Doesn't still matter. on to something because <laughs> Rachel gets everything that she wants. And this is the role that she has wanted forever. Yes. And frankly, last episode, they were talking about like, she's too green for this. Also, we saw her reading across um, with the other actor, I guess, who was supposed to be in the play. Mm-hmm. And she put on this horrible Barbara Streisand accent and it was bad. I was like, she does not deserve this. So like, I don't know. It kind of feels like a rehash of stuff we talked about. Like Rachel basically has basically her, her, her hurdle Mm. is that there's doubt that she's going to get it. And that's her hurdle that she has to get over because she's just going to get it. And it's, I don't know, but he lit. He almost handed it to her on a cake instead of a silver platter. So it was similar. The cake uh, might have been on a silver platter. That's true. It yeah, been. Mm-hmm. it's just like if you're trying to show, write a show that a lot of young aspiring theater kids are gonna watch. Give your characters some hardship. Like I know you're not gonna make it. Like and then she's depressed forever and never makes a big break. Like I don't. No one wants to watch that. But like give her hardship like give her she goes to a lot of auditions and doesn't get it like mm-hmm. at this yeah. point karen cartwright from smash has gone through more than yeah <laughs> yeah and she I was, was yeah. green from iowa yeah i was actually kind of disappointed that they gave her the role because i wanted her to go through stuff yeah. you know yeah. it's boring yeah. when she just gets it what would have been so interesting would be if she was like had an attitude with someone and she didn't get the part because of her attitude and Rachel had to learn to adjust her attitude. Yeah. Whoa, she had to learn to be professional. Wow. Now that's a storyline I can get behind. <laughs> that's a storyline, but that's probably too close to how Leah Michelle actually wants. <laughs> oh, and no one wants to touch that. Oh, that's also God. like really surprisingly close to Cassandra July's story. Yeah. Yeah. Might have been used Cassandra July instead of just bullying. Yeah, I. If they had actually like paralleled those two storylines, and that could have been interesting. But anyway, who knows? Yeah, they didn't. So, and then they celebrate at the apartment with Santana with her girlfriend, (laughs) and they're singing "Let It Be." Yes. For some reason, don't know how or why this song makes sense. It makes better, more sense for Tina 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have made more sense for both of their storylines. And she didn't if get it. Neither of them got what yep. they wanted. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense because they got what they wanted. And then <laughs> they're like lying on the ground yeah, in like in a, a circle. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just like, yep. I did that with my friends. Why? What? You don't do that? You don't just lie there and sing the Beatles and with, with your heads in a circle. <laughs> no, yeah. absolutely not. And I don't go and boop people like Demi Lovato's character did, and I laughed really hard. <laughs> she boops Santana on the nose. <laughs> I love a good boop. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So really, that's what happens in New York, right? Uh, my my last note on this is literally: I think Rachel died and is now having a Jacob's Ladder scenario. <laughs> she's just the final moments of her life she's lived through her entire life and i think this is what's happening it's all a dream anyway. now in my head is that thing about us thinking about me it's only just a dream you know it's like... <laughs> that was a great cover Colin. <laughs> yeah again i could be leah michelle 100 <laughs> i actually play rachel in the glee booth <laughs> it's just me in like a dollar store wig no makeup uh, amazing uh, so okay so back to McKinley um, it's Beatles week they're going to announce prom kings and queens um, they Blaine is nominated for king stoner Brett is not graduated I guess um <laughs> Uh, who else? Artie? Artie yes. and then Artie. some other person. Yeah. Some other person who they, I think they make a racist joke about. They do. Yes. Yeah. I like didn't, it's like I didn't quite get it, but I got enough to know it was racist. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, for prom queen, it's neck brace cheerleader, some <laughs> other cheerleader. Why she still has a neck brace, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why if there was an actual cheerleader, like a Cheerio uh, who was nominated, why was there a whole to do about it? <laughs> it's a story that they pulled out of their ass because yeah. I didn't understand it either. Because okay. <laughs> actually there were three Cheerios. Yeah, because then Kitty. And then another girl. Yeah, but not but, Brit. Yeah, she was but also a random person not a, a cheerio she was a cheerio she was in a uniform yeah. but already the the odds are stacked in their favor why are they freaking out and then yeah and then yeah tina's nominated um mm. and so they had tina, to be so they had to be so convinced that tina was going to win which is not consistent with any of the plot line because no. in no way shape or form was tina ever going to be prom queen nor did she voice that she wanted to be before this episode it seems like yeah yeah she's just like please be me please be me and then she's like yes and she's like dancing and mr shu goes to high five her uh she does not high five him he does not deserve her high five no uh she does say that she wants to be bigger than jesus, jesus. and i'm like <laughs> all right <laughs> this is my chance to be bigger than jesus. jesus i say i think i think people back then were really really short so like she might already have the height difference on him yeah Yeah. she achieved her dreams the Beatles said that that's why she says it wait oh Oh. see I didn't know that I didn't know that either because the Beatles are kind of insane okay (laughs) yeah especially at this point in their career that they're that they're covering yeah they're like we're bigger a lot of acid 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's a pretty good reference then. Because for me, I was kind of like, wow, she wants yeah. to be prom queen, but I didn't know that she wanted, like, that was, like, pretty high. That was a line for the like, parents. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the diehard Beatle fans who aren't offended. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then she starts saying revolution. Also, they do say Tina's time. And I was like... <laughs> that's part of our podcast <laughs> anyway but yeah then she starts to sing revolution and i went oh no and then the bell rings and everyone leaves i was like okay that was that was good that was funny. that was actually pretty that funny. Was, that was funny it was very smart it was funny um because then before she sings revolution sam is like so excited to be going with you um with, and then she's like actually it's so sweet that you wanted to go with me but I want to go with uh, the single girls. girls, single yeah. girls. Cause mm-hmm. earlier Sam was complaining to Blaine how it's his senior prom and he wanted to go with someone he really cares about. Which I was like, Does you it... don't care about Tina? How dare no. you? Yeah, yeah right? he twice in this episode says Tina isn't hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, pretty yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah. Jenna Ashkowitz is very conventionally attractive. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, is it cause she's Asian, Sam? Well, I really appreciated this part because I, this hit home for me a little bit. Not in like, oh my God, like I said, but I was like, you know what? Yeah, like this is how, this is how the cookie crumbles. Because, and it was specifically that Sam, like Sam basically outright said that he was not into her or attracted to her or like, Mm -hmm. where I was kind of like, oh yeah, like they're kind of putting it totally out there that like, he's not physically attracted to Tina and like, that's the root of the problem. And that's how like, I relate to that certainly and especially like the Asian part I was like wow you know they're uh, putting it out there in a way that I actually respect and I actually feel like they could have gone a little bit farther than that to be like well why Sam (laughs) why (laughs) but um that was like I was like wow okay I I really relate to Tina here yeah but you're also like you said Colin like you're so dumb I think Tina's probably more conventionally attractive than fish lips <laughs> especially uh, with yeah. this haircut yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. Haircut i, I love court overstreet but like this haircut is not good and like now i just think like imagine being on a tv show when you're young getting a bad haircut and now that bad haircut is immortalized yeah. in 20 episodes of television <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but yeah so i was like mm, this is not cool um yeah, yeah. And then he was, yeah, so I didn't feel that bad for Sam. And he also was like, I wish I was going with someone I actually cared about senior prom. And prom is way more fun when there are no feelings involved. I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Uh, so then what else happens? Uh, she's campaigning. Dottie Casatori is back. We haven't <laughs> seen her since the Left she's... Behind Club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yes. Uh huh. Because Tina has this basically like personal assistant, right? Uh, uh, crazy. And then she's like, "How are the numbers doing?" She's like, "Kitty is gaining popularity." Because Kitty, because Tina is like, "Can't count on your votes." And Unique is like, "Awkward," because no one says anything. And Kitty's like, "Yeah, you have my vote." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, "I'm a sophomore. I've got plenty more proms to go for. <laughs> Don't know yeah. why I'm nominated now, but uh, yeah, for go their for specifically it. juniors." You senior but rundle prom yeah because mm-hmm. you know logic uh yeah so then uh she's upset 
Tina's upset and she's throwing coffee around or something. I don't know. And then I'm like, whatever. And then Kitty is like walking and then Bray and her squad <laughs> um, show up and they're like, are you planning on supporting Asian girl from Glee Club? We've had three Asian or three Glee Club, Glee Club. <laughs> prom queens, including a gay dude and a Jewish girl. Um, like, you need to support your Cheerio sisters because a Cheerio needs to win prom queen. And mm-hmm. are you dumb? Actually, I'm asking because, like, are you mentally slow? Yes. Because blah, 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 yes, blah, blah. Yes, 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 and yes. I'm like... And she just keeps going and going, the- and it's crazy. This is what I would say is, like, quintessential. Like, oh, Glee has its issues. Like, is this is all just racist and, like, fucked up. That, it was stuff like that, like, the, the rants, and, like, perfectly encapsulated for me while I was like, oh, God. Because, like, there was no... Because there wasn't, like, any, like, kind of, like, ret- I guess the right word would be, like, retribution or some kind of, like, mm. redeeming moment where it's, like, called out. It's just put out there. So yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is kind of fucked. Um, yeah. That that was probably my, like, least favorite moment of this episode in that way. It just wasn't... It wasn't funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it it wasn't Bree's like, not a fun... Like, yeah. I don't love to hate her. I just hate her. Yeah, like, even Kitty, who I was talking about, I was a terrorist, like, we all know how much I hated Kitty. Kitty, it was, like, kind of fun to, like, really hate. And, like, Santana was, like, you had this complicated relationship with. Yeah. Same with Quinn. Mm-hmm. But, like, this girl, I'm, like, another mean Cheerio. Like, yeah, I'm exhausted. Um, Kitty's reaction shots in this scene was how I was feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were <laughs> like, this one. <laughs> but yeah, I think like- Tobin is a pretty good actress. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. She, I think, I think, yeah, and I think it was never really, it's, in this episode, it's, it's never really addressed the, the, like, the elephant in the room, which is that she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. And, except for at the end when she's called Chocolate Cheerio. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, bad. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it was, um, that, that part was what was kind of weird was, like, oh, like, she's, like, a pretty racist, like, black person. Like, what are the implications of this in this show? Because mm. I think that's part of, the, like, why we can't really love to hate her right now. Because um, that's just not really, like, even considered. And I was kind of, yeah. this is kind of a bad look, Ryan Murphy. Like, what are you trying to say about minority on minority hate? Like, <laughs> uh-oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then uh, she, Brie puts up a bunch of posters with Kitty's face photoshopped on Olivia Munn's body. Um, <laughs> Poor and, neck brace Cheerio. She doesn't get any posters. No. Um, and shout out to Olivia Munn and uh, John Mulaney's baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out. Hope you're listening to this 15 years down the road, I guess. No, I hope not. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they're like, Tina's like, Kitty, how could you? Kitty's like, I didn't do this. That's not even me. And like, no one believes her. They're like, Kitty, like, not cool. Um, yeah, like everyone in Glee Club comes up and like reprimands her. And she's like, why doesn't anyone no. believe me? And then she's like, oh, yeah, the habitual lying. I thought and that was actually kind of funny. I did, too. I actually thought like, it's it's so strange that like you used to call her you know kitty the terrorist and now all of a sudden like 
there's something that we're supposed to root for. And I think, I think we do to some extent, like she's not being a total asshole anymore. She um, is the most of, she's not as interesting as unique, but definitely the most interesting of the Marley Jake Ryder, like those four. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of strange. And I was trying to think of like, what really was the thing that like turned and had us liking her quote unquote and rooting for her and honestly I, like I, I'm, I think you're going too far i don't like kitty nor do i root for her <laughs> <laughs> well i'm saying like in general for like the show because like before because like the other ones there's nothing to them right now mm-hmm. but we're getting a lot of kitty and i'm like yeah why like is it be and i'm like is it because we got her side of the story of her being sexually abused and like all of a sudden she's nice yeah. maybe um. I totally forgot all that actually. I didn't, yeah, I so I was just like, then. it's so bizarre watching this and being like, oh, okay, like the audience, like they can more so get behind her. Mm-hmm. And it honestly kind of comes down to that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. Was that before or after the school shooter episode? Uh, after, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was lights out, <laughs> right? Whoa. Yeah. So, episode right after? I think it was like one or two after two episodes after yeah and it is the stuff with yeah it's yeah she was we're really supposed to be like rooting for kitty and part of it is because especially when it comes to tina glee has trouble where there's not a white protagonist in a Mm storyline so we can't just be rooting for tina we need to be rooting for kitty Mm. Uh, yeah yeah Mm. and I I also think it's kind of partially in that like Tina's been there forever and I think they just knew that like they, there was n- like because there's a new person now they're new in season four right that's when yeah. they come in yeah so I guess she's been around for an entire year but like I it, there's just more to work with from the base like from the get-go whereas like Tina's character was always pretty amorphous and like something would have to happen to her for her character to have some kind of arc. Whereas like, we all know the archetype of like mean girl turns good. And I, I thought like in this one, like I thought Kitty was redeeming. I don't remember. I don't remember her entire arc. I don't know Mm. that. I didn't know that she was a habitual liar, but I thought that line was funny. Um, (laughs) But like, she's, this is obviously the genesis of her just being like nice, which I would imagine probably leads to her being kind of even more boring (laughs) Um, i actually wish she retained some of her claws you know i don't mm -hmm. like a declawed kitty Mm -hmm. they they cut off the knuckle Mm -hmm. yeah no i though this was the first episode i was really rooting for kitty i would have liked if kitty fought back when brie was ranting at her Mm -hmm. and if she was like very like like brie is not the captain yet yeah i think kitty is right I don't know. I have no idea. Wasn't it Blaine Wasn't it... at one point? <sighs> yeah, and it was, was Blaine also and Becky. Brittany and yeah. Becky at one point too. Who was... I, I don't care. Actually, <laughs> I was going to ask a question and I'm like, I don't care. I answered my own question. Yeah, yeah I, I want her to be like, excuse me, you do not talk to me that way. Like, like I'm not yeah. scared of you. Go back, like, go back to Lima Heights, wherever you're from. Like, Kitty would say something very problematic. Yeah. And yeah, I could just, I wanted more of, of less of Kitty just being like, 
oh and more of her being like no 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 this is my squad i wish so her character to me is like this sort of tornado-esque like all fury and you don't know where it's gonna go at least in the beginning and i wish that this sort of character change didn't include her just like becoming a tame person i just Mm -hmm. i wanted her fury to be directed in a way that would somehow help the glee club yeah and not just eliminate it yeah yeah it was strange that they just yeah because she's passive until that point so i agree with that in that like the turning point was not very like there wasn't like a discernible turning point until hey june comes on and she like helps out because she looks at she like sees what's about to happen and i was like Mm -hmm. if i remember this episode correctly she's not about to step in so why is it that they're showing this quite Long, long slow motion. So long. Like, so I was kind of like there, like she's like seen it, she's seen it, she's seen it, she's seen it, she's seen it, and now she's just now reacting. But then it yeah. just kind of just happens. But then there's not really a moment where we're like, oh, now Kitty kind of realizes that like the part, the group that she's a part of is bad, that Bree's bad, that whatever. It's just kind of like she kind of goes with it until she's a part of the group when they're kind of trying trying to help tina like the whole like giving her her dress is like the big moment but it didn't it totally flew by for me because there was no element of like a character difference change realization that kind of thing yeah yeah um yeah so brie comes up to donna cassatori and is like let's be honest you hate tina because uh donnie's going around being like don't be racist vote for tina I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, she was like, Dottie's like, well, I do wish she would hurry up and graduate. Um, and uh, Bree's like, let's do this plan. And then Dottie almost backs out because she pretends she has a viola lesson and she purchased red slush from Toledo so no one could track the crime. Um, and Bree's like, no, you're not backing out. Um, so then Tina wins prom queen with stoner bread as prom king. And yeah, we get this like 45 minute slow-mo sequence. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. It's the majority of the episode. Um, where T- Kitty sees it. Uh, she sees Brie nod her head like she's like head banging in a concert. <laughs> and then uh, the girl pulls the the thing and you just it's so slow it's very slow yeah yeah and kitty's like seeing brie do the signal and then she sees it being pulled and then she just looks up and she's just like confused for 35 minutes (laughs) and then it falls and she i think she screams but that's it yeah she says no i for sure (laughs) so active i thought she was gonna like push tina out of the way yeah yeah um she doesn't no and that's why it's like why give us all this slow motion like because she's not gonna do anything mm. it's just mm. a waste of time yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I honestly felt like they're like wait the episode is only 42 minutes we need it to be 43 <laughs> yeah expand the slow-mo sequence baby make it slow mower <laughs> uh and then the bucket falls and hits down her brat and she's like covered in red slushy and she's like shaking it looks exactly like carrie and like it does and they did a jesus yeah and here's the thing 
So like, no one is laughing. And I'm like, yeah, because nothing about that is funny. Like if I was a 16 year old and I saw that, I'd just be like, oh my God, like who, what? Like, I'd just be like, who did that to Asian girl from Glee Club who I don't know? Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, and exactly. then, and then Bree starts laughing, and I feel, and then everyone After starts laughing. Stoner, yeah, it's when Stoner Brett's head gets caved yeah. in by the bucket, and he, like, he dies He literally dies. And then Bree starts laughing. Yeah, but honestly, I feel like if this was real high school, is Bree would start laughing, and everyone would turn and be like, "She did oh. it." They'd be like. Are you okay? He didn't pull the rope, but she did it. (laughs) Like when he collapses, I could see people like chuckling, but I don't see people being all out like, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which is why ultimately the carry influence kind of didn't work (laughs) because it's so outdated. And then another question that I had is why did they like she? Why didn't she pull the rope? Why did they need Dottie to? Why did she need Dottie to pull the rope? She didn't. She didn't yeah. need to be there to disguise herself in the crowd. She could have pulled the rope. <laughs> she doesn't want to get slushy on her hands. Yeah, like they didn't what. really explain that, but that was, I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are certain things that are like, like honestly, sometimes I think the meaner a prank is, the more other kids wouldn't find it funny. Mm-hmm. like yes. uh, pranks that are like oh this person looks mildly foolish and they can easily pick themselves back up and go on with their day teenagers and people in general will tend to laugh at more because the person's not traumatized or maybe they are but it won't traumatize everyone like it's not like but like someone being like kind of attacked and like <laughs> covered yeah. in this and like because no one knows like, that it's not blood yeah like people pain. would just be like like that's that's the thing is that i feel like the reference to carrie is something for the audience but like for the people in the group like they're not gonna be like oh wow that's like a good prank it's like that's psychotic like no one does that anymore they haven't done that since the 70s yeah like i think in some ways not always but in some ways teenagers are a little less brutal and also carrie was like the blood she didn't know about her period like there's all yes, this stuff with carrie. carrie carrie is at the very much the bottom of the totem pole and <laughs> nothing has really been happening to tina to show us no, that people hate her tina hasn't yeah. been locked in a prayer closet or beaten by her mother that we know of but oh, i'm gonna God, go off on a yeah. limb and say it probably doesn't happen so yeah and like tina even though like the show makes fun of her like she's still like an og of the group she still has some respect and yeah yeah, i feel like at worst people probably just wouldn't know who she is and i think it'd be funnier if tina was like why don't you vote for me and people would be like wait who are you yeah it just it was just too low-hanging fruit they needed for some reason they needed tina to be the main they needed a filler episode. That's step one. Step two is that they're like, <laughs> Episode it's two of the season. We need filler. <laughs> Once they know kind of the bare bones, what it's about, Tina wants prom queen. Like, at that point, it's kind of like, well, what can we do? To, yes. Like, blood equals red slushy, and all these things. So it doesn't matter. And again, why I think I took it more with a grain of salt, because I was like, oh, yeah, this is just like a one-off thing. They're parodying... Or, you know, mimicking Carrie, hardy, har, har. Like, it didn't, yeah. like, 
I knew it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It it's not it's not good. It's not a good decision. But it's kind of like, well, we need to do it. <laughs> we have to do it. <laughs> and then she like runs into the choir room, which yeah. I don't understand. She didn't. Why didn't she go to the bathroom? Like. <laughs> why does everyone have to go to the choir room that doesn't make any sense how do we feel about tina's dress she said it's a designer when people asked don't like it well i think that was the point we were supposed to like the pink dress more i, I didn't like either didn't of them, like either but... of them. Um, I, liked, I would agree I with that i kind of liked the black dress hmm. yeah i don't remember the black dress hmm. without the slushy right yeah mm, i don't remember what it looked like it was before. it was kind of unique it's a the pink gown. dress was more of like your general prom dress yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um the the her first dress is very much something regina would wear once upon a time um, <laughs> yeah uh and so then she like she runs and everyone follows her and they bring towels like tina and tina's like i just want to be that girl and you yeah i do really feel bad for her in that moment yeah um and she's like i'm going home and then they're like, Tina, you have two choices. Blaine, I wish it had been like, this is my uh, third prom at McKinley. And the second one that this w- that resulted in like some vicious practical joke nightmare. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, so like, honestly, it's probably good that these people don't respect you because they suck. Um, yeah. But like, you can go back in and you can own it and you can be that girl. Um, and they saying uh kitty offers her her dress that is saying hey jude she goes back in she owns it she walks up to the mic and she's like i'm gonna go and i accept your crown and breeze like glaring and- <laughs> long live prom <laughs> <laughs> yeah long live prom what is that and we are sparta i wish there was like i thought every movie every tv show wants to copy like the mean girls where she like yes gets that moment and but in mean girls when she goes to give a speech and the principal's like you don't usually give a speech (laughs) like but everyone just has them give a speech like it's normal and but in the glee boot she would sing i see stars from mean girls the musical oh god (laughs) tina's arc in the episode would be about it doesn't matter who's prom queen. This stuff doesn't matter. What matters from high school are like the friends they made along the way. <laughs> That's not what matters right. in high school. What matters in high school is grades, people. No. <laughs> She's wrong. She's right. She's absolutely right. I'm very right. right. No. <laughs> I don't remember my high school grades anymore, but yeah, I remember the people. Well, I need to get into college. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... I'm so done talking about this storyline because I literally am just like, yeah, yeah. None of it really landed for me. And I just kind of like, why am I watching Tina get bullied again by the show? By the show. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. Yeah. So I I, I really feel bad for Tina. And I just hope Jenna Ushkowitz had a great time. That's what I want for her and got a great paycheck. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh Brie is brought in uh Nikki uh Nini Leaks. Nini Leaks. Um it's like dragging her by her braid. I'm like this is not allowed. Yeah, that's that was really a child abuse. Um is she the cheerleader? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
since Sue is the principal, principal she's yeah. yeah, and then uh, she is like, that prank was hilarious, but it was wrong. This girl needs to can needs to learn she can't pull hilarious pranks. That was and that I was, was really good comedy writing. I think I was like he was good. I was like Nini, what are you talking about? Like, and then I was like, oh yeah, of course she would find it funny. She's in that demographic. Yeah. So it was that was a funny scene, and then she was like, I don't remember this person. I think I would remember a black Cheerio. <laughs> And uh, Sue makes a good point. You don't come across them that often. She makes a good point. Yeah, like, yeah. and then she's like, "That evil look in your eyes reminds me of a young Sue Sylvester. Mm-hmm. I want you to antagonize the Glee Club to help them do better." Um, yeah, and because like I a... sang on stage with them once in plaid pajamas, never since then they haven't been scared of me. I loved that callback actually, because was that um, sing. In the MCR, two. yeah, the number, yeah, and actually, that's really funny because <laughs> I think it could be true that they're like, Listen, she's staying with us a few times now, mm-hmm. and you know what? She's actually technically she's, she's a softie, yeah. She uh, dressed up as Nicki Minaj at Sam Super Bowl. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> I kind of I didn't appreciate this because it was just like a shoe in how they needed an antagonist and Sue yes. used to be the antagonist yes. and now she's like somehow passing right. the torch it didn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense I, I was she, like oh yay more Brie <laughs> like, yeah. I was like I'm gonna make you uh, uh, what is it captain of the Cheerios and I'm gonna buy you a Lacar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just I don't know it was, I, I kind of wish somehow they had punished Bree and then Bree was angry and blamed it on Glee Club and then that could have brought around a new antagonist like and also mm. given Bree a little bit more of like substance about why she's being mean or whatever like there's ways to have an antagonist mm. that's not boring the, the way that they did it was not very good yeah yeah, and it could just be me getting older, but sometimes like these mean girl characters, I'm just like, uh, like I'm so done. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I think I've mentioned this before. Regina George is a great character because you believe her as a villain because she's outwardly nice most of the time. And mm-hmm. then like she is mean to people, but it's like kind of behind their backs, so or she's calling out people who are being annoying, like, but goes too far, but people are with it because they're annoying. Like it's like she's a very believable high school character. Mm-hmm. And some of these girls that just walk around being a bitch to everyone, I'm like, no one would like you. Yeah, no. Yeah, like. It makes yeah. no sense. Um, yeah, so then uh, let's just quickly talk about Sam and Nurse Penny. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. Oh, man, I completely <laughs> forgot about that storyline. Yeah. And I watched this episode about two hours ago. Yeah uh it the gist is sue is going to initiate mandatory vaccines for polio so topical and (laughs) i was just like this is very strange in the current climate right now it's like the vaccine argument except backwards yeah i was like (laughs) okay and then she was like you can't do that and then 
I mean, he's right. Like the principal wouldn't be the one mandating this. Yeah, it would yeah. be the school board and the superintendent. But anyway, reality aside. And then Sam, for some reason, he decides he's going to go and get the shot. Because he's scared of needles. Yeah, why does he even go? Well, and then Sue makes a no one else laugh. gets a vaccine. Sue makes no a comment does. too about a homoerotic tension between Will and Sam. About I'm what like, they were about to sing, and I'm like, mm. uh, so yeah, so Sam goes, and then she's like, "I'm quirky," and uh, I, yeah, she's like, she's the uh, this nurse is a college intern and yes she's a college intern and yet she's working to get into med or nursing school and she's working at a high school giving vaccines to children she's like obviously incompetent the first time we see her as well Yes, I really hope she does not get into nursing school. Um, but my, I have so many issues with this, just like logically, that like this would not happen because like there has to be an actual someone who is some sort of practicing nurse. Um, Terry was the school nurse, and all she yes. said was, oh I know how to give out Claritin. But it would make no sense that she would be the one giving the vaccines. And it makes no sense that she's the only person like manning the school nurse priorities, I guess. And then also she's just, she drops medical supplies and she, she literally pierced the needle into a sausage, like a summer sausage that we cut up and put on a charcuterie board. And yeah. it's like she's, and then she's going to stick the same needle in his arm. And we know it's the same <laughs> needle because the prop was bent. And she goes, good eye. And then she's about to put it in his arm still. <laughs> she wasn't going to change it. I just, none of this has any logic underneath of it. So it just, it just crumbles as soon as it's, t- as, as it's taking yeah. place, it's just crumbling <laughs> behind it. It just. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sam is in love with her because she's quirky, I guess. And uh, Sam is going for the record of most love interests on the show Glee. Yes. Um, and then he's like... How old is he? 18? Yeah. Okay. 17, 18. Um, and so then uh, she's... What happened? So like he sings something in the way she moves and then it's implied that all the boys are in love with her because uh, Jake and Ryder are there singing with There's him. There's a line to get into the nurse's office that's all yeah. boys. Yeah. Which I think that was all supposed to be like mythical, right? Like none of that actually happens. Even that's if it did. Yeah, I, I thought it was all like imaginative, but I was like, I don't know. I don't really care. I couldn't <laughs> tell either. I don't, I feel like it was happening. But I, I couldn't tell you, like, why. We both got completely different uh, impressions of this montage. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, and so he's upset that she's going to be fired. And then because she 
injected a urine sample into somebody yeah um (sighs) she not only not only would she be fired but she would also be completely let go from her internship and probably never get into nursing school (laughs) thank god yes and so but then sam's like also why is she taking urine samples at the school there's no reason for that ever no and so then sam's like stab me in the ass which um, I'm pretty sure that's not gonna be where that vaccine. Yeah, goes. that was the thing. Was like, okay, yeah. he, he was like rolling up his sleeve, and she was gonna put it in his arm. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure certain vaccines go in the ass, and others don't. So, don't know. Uh, I think he just wanted to show her what he's got packing <laughs> back there. Um, and then there he convinces sue not to fire her and she's like she's just amused i guess (laughs) yeah she's like okay you've convinced me by saying literally nothing and then they're at prom she's a chaperone and he's like well like why she like you should come dance with me because like i may literally bust a move and like you have to like look after me medically so weird and now i did go to prom with a college sophomore at one point or freshman but we were friends and she She was was not not your school nurse (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. not chaperoning like that's completely inappropriate behavior so like again there's no logical foundation and i'm like i don't understand what's happening here but I think this whole thing is not logical. Like, I actually, for a second, I was gonna be like, well, it's because they need a love interest for Sam, but then I don't think that that's actually true. I don't even know why they even gave him a storyline. They don't know what to do with him in this <laughs> drowning mouth. When in doubt, when Glee has any doubt about what to do with the character, they will yep. set them at someone and be like, that's your Just love like interest. Tina. Yeah. Yep. yep. Tina, Blaine, Sam. I, I did think it was funny that he bit himself and thought he was bit by a snake. <laughs> that, that was, was actually really great. And Blaine was like, that's kind that of like, oh That looks like a human bite. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Sam's like, I can only give her brief glimpses of my personality. Or because yes. otherwise, like, if she gets to know me too much, like, I have a bad personality. And uh, Blaine is like, you have a great personality. You have your impressions and your and impressions. He, and then he, he does, does a Denzel one. It like I could hear some of it, like I could hear a little bit, but it was mostly just Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, something. Well, it, it, like it was a bunch of impressions smushed into one thing. Like it was not. It was not as good as his John Mayer impression that he did at the concert we went to. <laughs> also, did they not have an entire storyline in an episode, like a season and a half ago, about how Blaine? thought that his only personality trait was i don't know oh and blaine told something. sam yeah to like, there was like yeah. there was an entire storyline about this already they forgot yeah. um <laughs> yeah so that was tina in the sky with diamonds yeah. um the only other thing I have to say is at prom they sang Sgt. Pepper's Lonely oh, Hearts Club Band. Yeah, Marley, in, like, Jake, the get up. and Unique. And yeah. I was like, this is not a prom song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, yeah! And I'm like, no. No, teenagers. no this is like, not yeah. a prom song. And the last song they sing... Oh, they sing Let It Be. Let it, yes. So Let It Be is a like, cross cut between mm-hmm. the prom and 
No, but in the Glee Club. Yeah, yeah. Rehearsing performing like, for Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's after prom. It was right after Because they sing it on stage. Oh, hey, Judas Brown. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, that happened. All right, so real quick. <laughs> uh I don't think I, I lost track of Tina's lines. I did not even attempt to count them because she's the main character. This whole episode was <laughs> Tina time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about MVPs and LVPs. So uh, Eric, who is your least valuable player this episode? Oh, uh, least valuable? Just like it could be my, what, a character uh, that annoys you. It could be the punch. It would probably be Brie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said the same thing. It I wrote Brie. Yeah, yeah. I wrote Brie and Sue and, and I, I guess I was going to have a whole list of people I didn't <laughs> like, but I think I stopped it at Brie and Sue. <laughs> I'm going to decide between the nurse for being completely mm-hmm. insane and incompetent. Mm. Or Sue for hiring the insane incompetent. Good point. Mm. I'm gonna go with Sue in this case because she she's like at the point where she's gonna fire her and then says, "No, I'm gonna keep her because she can get me steroids." Yeah. Oh yeah, Wait, oh, yeah that's why. Sue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Also, she doesn't punish Bree. So. Yeah. Shout out to Sam for being like weird with tina um but (laughs) really it's brie for just being like a void on the screen like sucking up my joy Um, (laughs) (laughs) and like no shade against that actress she's great in riverdale with jughead trying to figure out the mothman Mm. um i every time you say anything about riverdale (laughs) and you reveal another thing about the show I get more and more confused about what the show is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know? Um, so uh, MVPs, Eric, who's your most valuable player? Um, I think the obvious one is Tina herself. Um, let me, give me two seconds. Honestly, in this episode, I think, <clears throat> I think Kitty, I like, you know, I like that she gives her the dress. I like that she's, you know, generally a nice, good-natured person in this one. She's kind of the person who, like, y- you need to be, like, the helper-outer. Um, so I'll give that to her. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that may be her very first MVP. Yeah. I think yeah. I gave it to her once. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I went with Stoner Brett. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally took one for Tina. Um, yeah. And that one was a pail because that pail could have hit her in the head. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to go with the obvious choice this time. I'm going with Tina. Mm. Not really for any other reason except that I like the fact that she didn't go home after she got mm. like doused in slushy blood. Right. Um, because slushy blood yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god I mean that's what it is essentially yeah. yeah if it was me and I want to say like probably any any girl really like or guy anyone you'd probably not go back in that gym uh-uh. no not ever 
So the fact that she actually did was pretty ballsy and yeah. great. So good job, Tina. Um, I think it would have been a fun if she ran around and like hugged Brie with all the slush. Mm. And like, oh my gosh, I have a new prom queen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like terrorize the gym. I just want Tina to, to pull a carry. Um, uh, I think my MVP was Santana. Um, I loved her in that yeast commercial. Yeah, yeah. Um, her stuff with Danny was cute. Yes, she's biphobic, so mm, I don't know. Maybe I take that back. I'm still going with Santana, but just like Naya Rivera looked so good and acted so, so well, yeah. and like, yeah, 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 Santana. So yeah. uh, the music we have: uh, Hey Jude, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Let it be. Here comes the sun. Uh, get back and revolution, I guess, and yeah. something in the way she moves. So, what, Eric? What was your least favorite song? Oh, my least favorite one was the uh, the prom one. The oh, Sergeant Pepper's. Sergeant oh, Pepper's. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I. This is so. I just don't. I'd rather not watch this. I'd rather just <laughs> cut to the part where they don't. They just get to prom. <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. see the, the number. Yeah. Um, My least favorite is Get Back because I fast forwarded through it. Yeah. What one was that? The piano one. With yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's my second least favorite. That was. Yeah, it's so bad. So, so boring. Um, I think I'm also going with that one because I forgot it. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Get Back. It was so boring. Because like, <laughs> it was just like, you need to get back your mojo. Get back. And I'm like, oh, no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of writing backwards from songs in this and the, and the other episode last week. Um, Eric, what was your favorite song? My favorite song was Hey June. Because I actually did get like pretty emotional when it was starting. And they're like fixing her up. It's the, it's the moment. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I've got a hot take. I actually, out of everything, enjoyed Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I did not enjoy looking at it, but I actually thought the cover kind of slapped because Marley and Unique's voices are really good together. True. Uh, Mm. But that's Mm. kind of the only reason. Hmm. Okay. All right. Visually, it was... So I actually got emotional during one of the songs too, but I don't think it's because of what was actually on the screen. I think it's my imagination putting what I wanted to go with the song with the song Mm, that was let it be. And I was kind of imagining the song if Rachel hadn't gotten the part. Yeah. So (laughs) then I got emotional. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Here Comes the Sun. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was cute. Um, that was good. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, Eric, do you have any social medias that you want to plug or places? Oh, sure. I mean, you? yeah. I mean, my Instagram is Eric J. Chang, C H E N G. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can follow Gleeboot on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are at Gleeboot Pod. You can also find us on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. Yes. Oh. 
I have a new plug. <gasps> Your boy oh. Ryan has been retired. I salute. <laughs> it's official. He may come back for a one-off video or something, but I generally, I'm just such more of a podcaster than a YouTuber and I'm just accepting that now. Um, so my Instagram is Cullen Ever After. You can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. Awesome. More drawings to come, guys. Lots of Yay. art and stuff. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, Eric, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you had fun. Yeah, so much fun. Thank you for reigniting this show into my life. I mean, I think I might watch some more, maybe not in this season, but genuinely, <laughs> like, it's a very special show to me. And it's like, yeah, <clears throat> for all of it, all that it is and the absurdity and like the campiness and stupidity and the fucked up parts, like, I don't know, I'm very thankful for this show existing in our in our generation in the in the in-betweens of millennial and gen z so i appreciate you guys for um reacquainting me with it because i would not have watched it any like in no other circumstances would i watch tina in the sky with <laughs> yeah. yeah valid uh tune in next week for what's going to be a rough episode yeah the yeah, quarterback sure. um and we will be joined by john from life's but a song pod um and yeah so that'll be a time um bye everybody bye <laughs> <laughs>